This program is brought to you by thepodcastfactory.com. Welcome back, boys and girls, to another edition of Copy Chief Radio. Here is the Copy Chief himself, Mr. Kevin Rogers. What is up, my man? Jonathan, great to be back with you. This is going to be a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, bro, you know, I've been waiting on this one because you have a lot of expertise on this. And this is something, as you uh, may recall, gets gets under my skin a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I do have some memories of that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I've, I've, I've ranted to you backstage about this. Um, and you know, look, as it, we, we're going to talk about podcast now, podcasting as a guest, as a guest, which I got to tell you for me is, uh, the most powerful thing I have done in my business to grow it and to attract leads. Well, wait uh, a second. I'm not going to let you keep going without explaining to me a couple things. Okay. First of all, what what are some of the major roadblocks that you see? Because for you, it's easy. You're Kevin Rogers. You're a celebrity that people just want you. But what are some of the major roadblocks that our listeners might have to being a guest on podcasts? Yeah, great, great question. Well, you know, you got to have something interesting to talk about, right? Um, and I'll give you an example even, uh, you know, with myself. Um when I was a, a, a well-known freelance copywriter, I had good connections. I had a, a semi-popular blog. Uh, nobody was asking me to come talk about copy on their podcast, right? Uh, it's too broad a topic. Uh, best I would get is my friend Ryan Lee, who's been an amazing supporter, would have me come and speak to one of his uh, coaching groups and maybe do some critiques and stuff, right? But that was about all of the spotlight I got. Uh, then I wrote the 60 second sales hook and everything changed overnight. I mean, I, I wasn't even thinking about podcast interviews when I put that book out, but people would read the book and anybody with a podcast would immediately say, you got to come on and teach this and talk about this on our podcast. And I was like, Oh wow. Okay, cool. And it was great because it's a fun topic. I know it's a really effective method and it was a lot, you know, make for a really fun episode. And so you got, you got to have a lead magnet, a book, you know, some, something that uh, defines who you are, what you teach. And ultimately you want to have some little mechanism in there that you can give people, share with people that they can actually do as an exercise, because that's a great way to, you know, open the door to, to have some lead flow from it. So that's where it starts, is actually having your shit together. I <laughs> have your shit together and, yeah, have something to talk about. Like, you can't just uh, think, well, I know a lot about something and then somebody must want to talk to me. Unless you got like, a really dynamic personality. Like, you know, let's take our buddy Dan Meredith, for instance, right? Like, maybe, you know, Dan's kind of a motivator, but I don't know if anybody could say distinctly what Dan does. I guess now he's a coach. (laughs) He was a copywriter, you know, Uh, but people would say, I just want to have Dan on because I know he built this amazing group on Facebook and he's just hilarious and he's very colorful. 
uh, and then they meet him and they're really disappointed. But, they, you know, <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> I like a busting guy's balls when they're not even in the room, just because I know they would enjoy it if they were here. Um, <laughs> but uh, so unless you have a huge personality, you got to you got to give people something. Think of it like this, Jonathan. Yeah. You know, um, you've heard about, you know, PR. Uh, trying to get on TV, you know, using uh, press releases and things like that. The reason a press release will work is because you're doing the reporter's job for them, right? So, so they're looking through all these, uh, you know, press releases they get, and they're going, "Do I see a hook? Do I see a hook? No, 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 no." And they're just, that's it. So it just comes back to copywriting. Have a great hook and a great headline. And they go, oh, hmm, that's interesting. Let me keep reading and see if this person seems legit. Okay, let's book the interview. Uh, if not, you know, you know, we'll talk about the, the worst ways to introduce, you know, invite yourself on a podcast. Let's do it. Tell me uh, some of the worst ways. Is that some of the stuff you vented to me about when, when it came across your desk? From yeah. from people that I know, and I even had to create a video just because you were right. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's it's instinctive to make some of these mistakes. The the thing I vented to you about, and uh, I'm starting to see a little less of, fortunately, is this sort of, uh, you know, uh, well, when you're inviting someone on your show, sort of demanding that they share the episode, you know. I've had that happen a few times and that's real, really crappy. But when it comes to inviting yourself on a show, um, you know, uh, how about I just, I'll read you a, a recent email I got that, you know, uh, was, did a good job of getting my attention and then quickly lost me. You want to do that? My ears just perked up, of course. All right. So, I mean, I just want to protect uh, this person because I'm sure they didn't mean anything bad by it, but... All right. So says, hey, Kevin, uh, I freaking love your podcast. Great. Well, you got me right there. <laughs> uh, I only discovered it over the weekend and wish I did sooner. Okay, fine. Anyways, uh, I'm going to keep sharing this amazing podcast of yours with my community. Hopefully that will help you get a little more exposure. Now I'm starting to smell a rat. Uh, I actually gave podcasting a go before and it was a blast, but decided to pursue other business opportunities. Uh, which means no one was listening, so they stopped. Uh, <laughs> uh, then it says, I'm not sure if you're looking for guests for the show, but I'd love to come on for an episode. Ah, now we see. Uh, I'm a, it, so it talks about what he does, you know, and basically he's giving me his resume here. And then, you know, he does a, a, a decent job of giving me some topics that we could talk about. But... Already, it feels very much all about him, and he's saying basically, if if you if you're desperate for guests, I could come on and try to get some leads from talking to you for thirty <laughs> minutes, right? That's Take essentially that. <laughs> what what he said here. And um, now, the reason this is uh, crappy is because once he quickly gets to his real desire, I no longer believe anything he said about liking the show. Um, I feel like he's, he was just saying that and even like built in the excuse. I only discovered it over the weekend, you know, because that way if I say, hey, what, what are some of the episodes? You're like, oh, man, I only heard the one, but, you know, it's really great. And like not that that can't happen sincerely, but, you know, this just really felt like a cut and paste email uh, and not 
someone reaching out to say, hey, I think, uh, I think we could be a good fit and here's why, right? So, um, so Jonathan, you actually, I, and look, I'll be honest, you know, we just started doing this for, like you said, for a long time, people were just coming to me and I still get a fair amount of requests, but I've done so many shows now that I actually looked up and went, wow, I haven't been booking as many interviews. Let's do some outreach. And so we've learned a little bit about, you know, what's important when we reach out to shows. And we kind of made a mistake, I think, where what we did is we just went to iTunes and went to the top of our category, right? Like, hey, we'll just start with the top 10. And that was dumb because those are the shows that are getting the most requests. Um, they have kind of the pick of the litter of all the top guests. And even though I know I could, you know, be great on the show, um, it's much harder to get on. It, it, what we... What we're going to do after that is, you know, kind of go to the middle to where we're seeing, all right, this is a pretty popular show. I'm sure they have some listens. Uh, their topics are a match and they could probably use some more quality guests. Right. And, and so uh, the things that uh, work well are, you know, uh, be be interesting in your topic, like, you know. Prove that you're an interesting person when you write to them and just don't make it feel real corporate. There, there's a lot of services now that do this where they re, they do outreach and uh, it's almost better in some ways because they're not pulling this whole, hey, I'm a huge fan of your show and all this BS. They're just going, hey, look, uh, see, you have a podcast. It looks fantastic. Uh, I read through some of your titles and, and we've listened to a few of your episodes and we think we have someone who would be a great guest. Somebody says that to me, of course, I'm going to read on a little bit to see. But what happens most of the time in that case already, you know, from my show, I'm not looking for I'm not looking for a lot of like authors who are out pitching their book <laughs> or, you know, they, they, they're, they're the full-time professional speakers and they have a seven point system to doing this or that, you know, it's just not as interesting to me. I feel like my fear and I could be wrong, uh, but you know, I, I just assume that person is going to come on and give me a very canned interview. Right. And it's either not going to be able to handle any riffing and it's not going to feel personal. Um, and so a lot of times if the person has like uh, too much of a resume or I've, I can just really sense their agenda, that's a turnoff for me as well. Now that might work for some other shows where it's just more of a business exchange and they're not as concerned about getting the real personality out of somebody. But the lesson there is that you're, I think you're better off, you're, I think you're better off creating a fake uh, agent for yourself, <laughs> right? There's nothing wrong with that. Like <laughs> create a lie. That's the key lie. Well, uh, it carries some cachet. And it's in fact, one of the things I wrote a podcast mogul about this, I think a month or two ago. And that was one of the things I did when I started out was I knew I was going to have an assistant pitching me. So I had her email created before she was working for me, and I pitched myself as a third party because it does come across a little bit better when somebody else is pitching you and you're a little bit removed from it. It means something, plus having your pitch tight helps, but it, it removes you from the picture and makes you look just a little bit more important and more desirable. 
It's true. It's, you know, look, we're all pretending to be somebody we're not on Facebook all the time. So you might, <laughs> you might as well do it in email too. But yeah, that's, that's because, you know, it's much easier to get right to the point when you're representing somebody, uh, whether real or made up or than it is for yourself. Right. Cause then you have this sort of like, you want to do this uh, kind of humble brag or, you know, everybody has a really hard time writing their own resume. And so it is a really good thing uh, to, to just have a third party or create a third party that goes. So Jonathan, was it male, female? Like who was this person? I, I was a female. She didn't have a name at that time. Uh, I think I used the name of an old assistant. I think it was Honey. Uh, from my old assistant, but her email is the same as Vanessa's emails today. And as soon as I was done hiring Vanessa and vetting her, I just let her take over with my scripts to pitch me. And now actually I've got Rachel doing the same scripts, pitching me from her email. Mm. And, and how does that work out typically? Uh, you know what? I, I'm, well, I'm starting to wonder because the, here's my thing is I, I really think, and and this is going to hurt some people's behinds, but <laughs> I don't know how far the interview show is going to go. And so there's certain people that do like deep interviews, like you like to get a deep interview and you don't want those canned people. So you protect your audience. I think a show like that's going to survive. What we do here on Copy Chief is promoting the community. So that's going to survive. But these people that are interviewing the same people on the interview circuit, it's like, bro, how many times have I heard your story that you were sleeping in a car, you were homeless, and now you make a million dollars from jerking off on Facebook? I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, right. It's uh, And, you know, I, I got to say, there's so many shows that are just copycat. They literally, a lot of them ask the same questions. Uh. And As, they're on fire, aren't they? Oh my god! And, <laughs> and they have a nation. <laughs> that's right. They have a nation. And uh, I had a very high level person do this recently, where they asked me, you know, one of the questions. Be sure to prepare for this question, and it was the most common, you know, question there is. And I was like, ah, oh, man, come on! I'd expect more from you, you know. Uh, it's just not that hard to come up with a, at least a twist on on a question, you know. Uh, I had somebody, by the way. Did I tell you this? I was on an interview and they asked me my essential question from the no. Yeah. <laughs> and and I, I had to sit there and go, is this is this kind of a is this supposed to be ironic? But no, he just lifted my question and added it into their standard list of questions. And I was like, okay, oh well, that's a question I ask on my show, and I guess I give me my answer. Uh, it was and he had no irony in his voice whatsoever. And uh it was just funny. So, yeah, be original, man. You're right. I think the, the interview shows are, are just eating their own heads because everybody's heard the same people tell the same stories. Uh, and, um, yeah, so, okay, but back to – because let's talk about your thing. Like, you have little three rules. You came into the thread here in Copy Chief and gave some great advice. Uh, you have a press release, a bio sheet, and then questions. That, that questions is a really good one, you know, uh, you know, we all like to do our own research and all that, but it's it's super helpful to have somebody say, "Here's three or four questions you could ask me uh, that I, you know, that would really set us up." Yeah. So first of all, I didn't come up with that. That's all from Paul Hartunian's Million Dollar Publicity Kit, and with the ADD world that we live in, I combined it into like one email and something I call a speed sheet that has bio questions and all that in there. But that's you already hit this point, and it's doing the research 
for that host. When you first get in touch with them, sure, you got to flatter them. Sure, you got to let them know that you have some common ground. But the other part is putting this information right in front of them so they can make a decision right away to send you the booking link and get you on the show so they don't have to think. I mean, these people, look, you know this because you're doing it a lot. And if you guys out there are not doing interview shows or not doing your own podcast, you won't know how much work it is to keep booking interviews. And so anything that you can do to really streamline that and and just make it easier for the host is going to make you stand above the crowd. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm just looking at your sheet. and It's it's really graphic intensive and cool looking. But, you know, it's literally like a little infographic that delivers me. Everything I would need for the interview gives me your bio, uh, gives me the topics we could talk about, how to contact you, like all the lists, all the common stuff that you waste time back and forth going, hey, what link do you want to use, blah, blah, blah. And the questions are right in this little sheet. So I think this is brilliant. It's just, again, like you said, the ADD world, I want to look at something, I want to scan it. Here's a dumb thing to not do. Uh, Don't. (laughs) You know, say, you know, here's 40 links if you want to, like, really uh, see who this, what this person's about. Give me one link to one page that tells me what this person's about. And, get, you know, and, and don't make it feel, like, so corporate that there's just nothing interesting going to possibly happen in the discussion. You Kevin know? wants the one essential link. <laughs> Give me the one link, man. Uh, you know, I'm not going to go read your Twitter feed. I'm not going to listen to three other podcasts you run. Now, it is important to link to some other shows you've done so that people can can scan them and go, all right, I recognize two out of those three shows. This guy's obviously legit enough to get himself on some decent podcasts, right? You know, that's helpful if you have that. I would include that. I just wouldn't expect anybody to actually listen to them. It's nah. just nobody has time. It's all making it easy, man. That's why I call that the speed sheet. But we're getting close to the end of this. Anything else you want to say, additional tips, or should people just go to Copy Chief and get in on this thread? Yeah, this thread, there's a lot of great stuff on, Co- on Copy Chief about podcasting uh, from both sides of it. Um, but yeah, you know, just don't be a douche. It always comes down to that. Doesn't it? Like, you know, ask yourself, I I think we forget, you know, what uh, does this feel fake? Does this feel insincere? You know, it's look, like I said, it's better to be formal than insincere. If somebody comes to me and says, look, I know you got the show. I think I have someone to be a great guest. Here's some, you know, here's everything you need to know. Great. It might happen. If you, you know, f- try to fool me into thinking I'm, you, you know, you're my new best, biggest fan. And I quickly see through that you're in, the, you're in the douche pile now. It's not just a no, it's a hell no. And, you know, make sure uh, you don't want to be remembered for the worst reasons, right? So be sincere, have something interesting to talk about. And like in Jonathan's great example here, Make it scannable. One eyeball roll across the page to go, hell yeah, I want to talk to this guy. Boom. So what do you have coming up for us next time? Oh, next time is going to be great, Jonathan. Uh, We have Allison Carpio, who's a really hot uh, up-and-coming copywriter. And she works with Kissmetrics. I think I'm allowed to say that. (laughs) But, uh, you know, Kissmetrics is one of the great marketing entities out there. And she is in charge, among other things, of their split testing. 
So she's going to end the, all the mystery about how to A-B split test. Uh, I know people, everybody understands the concept. Truth is very few people actually do it. She's going to show you how to do it, do it quick, and get some serious results from it. Man, looking forward to that. So another episode of Copy Chief Radio is in the can. We'll be back in your earbuds next week. Thank you for tuning in. You've been listening to Copy Chief Radio. Thank you for tuning in. If you're digging what we are laying down for you, then your next step is to go over to iTunes, type in Copy Chief Radio into the search bar, and when you find a show, subscribe. We will be back in your earbuds next week. is the podcastfactory.com